0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wednesday Night Prayer Meeting, a podcast about the history of jazz, told from the perspective of someone who's been piecing it together one record at a time over the course of 20 odd years digging through record bins. From Hermosa Beach, California, I'm your host, Frank, and that was the gig from the album The Herbie Nichols Trio by Herbie Nichols, with Nichols on piano, Al McKibben on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. This week's episode is about the music of Herbie Nichols, an incredibly gifted pianist and composer whose work largely went unappreciated during his lifetime. I first learned of Herbie Nichols in a fantastic little book called Four Lives in the Bebop Business by A.B. Spellman. Spellman is a critic who wrote for Metronome and Downbeat magazine starting in the late 1950s, and in Four Lives, he presents fairly brief but thorough biographical sketches of Ornette Coleman, Cecil Taylor, Jackie McLean, and Herbie Nichols. It's a great quick read, and I will include a link to it in the show description. Kirby Nichols was born in 1919 in the San Juan Hill neighborhood of New York and moved with his family at the age of 7 to Harlem where he began taking piano lessons. His training focused wholly on the classical style because both his teacher and father had a dim view of jazz and popular music. In high school he formed a band with friends and by the time he was 18 he was playing occasional gigs including a brief stint at Monroe's Uptown House. Menrose is of course notorious in jazz history for its role in the development of bebop and though he was inspired by the new music coming from Minton's, Nichols never really felt like he fit into the surrounding social scene. Nichols continued to work sporadically, mostly as a sideman for more conservative band leaders and sold a couple of his songs to more established acts in the jazz world. It wasn't until 1952 that he got his first recording session, though he spent a considerable amount of time and effort seeking a chance to record his songs. After a decade of begging Alfred Lyon at Blue Note Records for a chance, he finally got to do some recordings for the label. And up next is a track from the first album issued from the resulting sessions. It's called cro Nights." Nights.
1: Yes sit around and...
0: The blues from the album of the same name by billy holiday with holiday singing paul Quinichette on tenor charlie shavers on trumpet tony scott on clarinet wynton kelly on piano kenny burrell on guitar Aaron brown on bass and lenny brown on drums nichols doesn't appear on the recording but did write the song and in fact it's probably the most widely known and most performed tune he composed before that was nichols and dimes from a compilation called i just love jazz piano With Herbie Nichols on piano, Danny Barker on guitar, Chocolate Williams on bass, and Shadow Wilson, who worked extensively with another great modern jazz pianist, Thelonious Monk, on drums. It comes from Herbie's first session as a leader in 1952. And starting that set off was Cro-Magnon Knights from the Prophetic Herbie Nichols Volume 1, with Herbie on piano, Al McKibben on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. Up next is another cut from the Herbie Nichols Trio album. While I try not to play more than one track from any given album, I decided to make an exception for this episode since Nichols recorded so infrequently and because this cut has a different basis than the episode opener. This is Wildflower, enjoy. Was another song written by Herbie Nichols, though he doesn't appear on that recording. Mary's Waltz from the album Don Carlos Meets Mary Lou by Mary Lou Williams, with Don Bias on tenor, Williams on the piano, Buddy Banks on bass, and Gerard Pino- Pinochet on drums. Before that was Riff Primitive. From the complete Herbie Nichols on Blue Note with Nichols on piano, Teddy Kotick on bass, and Max Roach on drums. And starting that set off was Wildflower from the album Herbie Nichols Trio with Nichols on piano, Teddy Kotick on bass, and Max Roach on drums. Up next is a song called Amoeba's Dance. Enjoy. From the album Spinning Song, performed by Duck Baker, a solo guitar performance of one of Nichols' songs to bring us into the more contemporary world of interpretations of Herbie's music. Before that was Beyond Recall from the album Love, Gloom, Cash, Love by Herbie Nichols, his last album before his unfortunate and untimely passing at the age of 44 of leukemia, and features Nichols on the piano, George de Vivier on bass, and Danny Richmond, who's best known as Charles Mingus' longtime drummer on drums. And starting that set off was Amoeba's Dance from The Prophetic Herbie Nichols Volume 2 with Nichols on piano, Al McKibben on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. That about brings to a close the portion of the show dedicated to the music that Nichols performed during his lifetime, but the recordings he made are far from the end of the Herbie Nichols saga. Before his passing, Nichols deposited over a hundred of his compositions at the Library of Congress, and through the work of trombonist Roswell Rudd, who performed occasionally with Nichols late in his career, and another group called the Herbie Nichols Project, those unheard compositions have taken on a new life in recent years, and this last set of songs will be some examples of the remarkable work those musicians have done to bring his music to the world, starting with a beautiful rendition of a song called Moments Magical by the Herbie Nichols Project. Enjoy. That was Valse Macabre from the album Doctor Cyclops's Dream by the Herbie Nichols Project with Ron Horton on trumpet, Frank Kimbrough on piano, Ben Allison on bass, Ted Nash and Michael Blake on saxes, and Tim Horner on the drums. Before that was Strange City from the Unheard Herbie Nichols Volume Two by the Roswell Rudd Trio with Rudd on trombone, Greg Miller on guitar, and John Bacon Jr. on vibraphone. And starting that set off was Moments Magical from the album Strange City by the Herbie Nichols Project with the same lineup as on Vals Macabre, except adding Wycliffe Jordan on trombone and substituting Matt Wilson on the drums. Thank you, as always, for listening. I think I'm going to be able to get back to a regular weekly publishing schedule for the show for the foreseeable future, so check back next week for an episode about the bassist Reggie Workman, who just last month was awarded a Guggenheim Fellowship. If you have any questions or comments or requests, shoot me an email at wnpmpod at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Wednesday underscore jazz. I'd like to thank everyone who's been writing to me recently. It really brightens up my day to talk jazz with people, and I'm really glad to know that this show has been having a positive impact on you during these trying times. The long piece for tonight is from The Unheard Herbie Nichols Volume 1 by Roswell Rudd and features Rudd on trombone and percussion, Greg Miller on guitar, and John Bacon Jr. on vibraphone and drums. This is Jamaica, enjoy.
2: うん。 으흠. <웃음> Oh. will